Let us pray. Our Father, as we come today, Lord, I pray that you will bless this service. I pray, O God, that your word go forth with power. I pray that you let a special anointing come that will make preaching easy. Bend my will that it may be conformed to your will. Give position of expressions to my lips. And God will forever love you and praise you in and through the merits of the crucified one we pray, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Isaiah chapter 6. I want to thank Pastor Michael Bowers for the opportunity that I can stand for him this morning. Um, I hope he enjoyed the time with his bride and forget about this place. <laughs> I see what he goes through preaching three times on Sunday. That's a marathon. And you should appreciate him for that. I know some of you do, and a lot of you do. But uh, I'll leave that alone. Um, but I thank God. We've been talking now about this new church plant in Lexington, North Carolina. And I'm here to challenge you by asking a question. What kind of people God is looking for to do his work in Lexington, North Carolina? What kind of people could make a difference in Lexington, North Carolina? Well, at the end of this sermon today, we will answer that question. I promise you, I have an answer in Scripture for you. In 1990, a madman by the name of Saddam Hussein invaded a small country called Kuwait. He inflicted pain disease, starvation, and murder. Saudi Arabia was next on his hit list. Made a call, a phone call, to George H. Bush for help. Now regardless of your political persuasion, we must admit that President Bush was at his best on that day. He called England, France, he called Germany, Russia, and Canada, and formed a coalition of nations. We had weapons doing things they didn't design to do. For an example, Patriot missiles, taking out Scud missiles, 
You know the story. These nations didn't stop being who they are. They just decided to agree on one agenda. And that agenda was so big, and that agenda was one statement. Saddam must get out of Kuwait. Well, God had me to pass by today to remind you about another madman that's running around. His name is the devil, Satan. His original name was Lucifer. But when he was kicked out of heaven, God changed his name to suit his character. He has claimed territory he does not own. He has taken cities and turned them into drug havens. He is destroying families. Young people are dying through a barrel of a gun. Marriages are shipwrecked. But God has left an arsenal called the church. If we could only get our minds together and serve notice on the devil and let him know he must give up territory he does not own. You see, he is holding cities and marriages hostage. Young people are afraid for their lives, threatened, because if they leave the gangs, the gangs threaten them with death. The Bible says the devil is like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You remember in Joshua chapter 5, Joshua was, go was getting ready to go to battle. A man showed up in battle armor. The man was big and tall. Now Joshua mama didn't raise no dummy. When Joshua saw that, Joshua prostrated himself before the man. And Joshua asked the question, whose side are you on? If you're on the enemy's side, we're going to lose this battle. If you're on the Lord's side or Israel's side, we will win this battle. The man said, you, you have to understand, I am not here to take sides. I'm here to take over. What the church needs to do is take over. And we are looking for a group of people that will join us to go to Lexington to take over. We must take over and serve notice. Serve notice on Satan. He must give up territory he does not own. So what kind of people can make a difference in the city of Lexington, North Carolina? Because on Sunday morning, all some of us do is huddle. You know, there's nobody messing with you now. Nobody messing with you. I know I mess with you a little bit, but nobody messing with you now. 60,000 people don't pay $50 a ticket to go to a football game to watch the football team huddle. It's okay to huddle. 
But when you break huddle, you need to execute that play. Because there's 11 men on the other side of the, the line waiting for them to snap that ball so they can knock their brains out. You have to understand, it's okay to come to church. It's okay to huddle. It's okay to listen to a good sermon. But God wants you to do something with that huddle. When you break huddle today, he wants you to take it to the marketplace where people are dying, suffering. I was told a hundred churches in Thomasville and we have a population of 29,000. A hundred churches. Let me say it again. A hundred churches. Y'all not pray with me. A hundred churches in Thomasville. Now, with all of these churches and all of this mess going on in Thomasville, there's a dead monkey on the line somewhere. We can't have all this mess going on. And the reason why all the mess going on? Because people are not living anything. Not because you're in church, you're right. We need to start living what we preach. So what kind of people can make a difference? Let's get to it. I am loaded today. In verse 1, it says, of Isaiah chapter 6, in the year that King Uzziah died. Let's stop right there. Why do we need to stop there? Because we need to understand what's going on here. King Uzziah was a king. He was a politician. They were strong during the Cold War. The mili- they had good military might. The economy was doing good. King Uzziah was the stump of God's approval. And all of a sudden he died. How did he die? Well, he was a politician and he tried to function as a priest. And you can't do that. God struck him with leprosy and he died. And when he died, Isaiah said, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train and the train of his robe filled the temple. Now watch this now. Look at the word Lord. It's uppercase, uh, uh, L is uppercase, lowercase O-R-D. What is it talking about? God have many names. It's talking about Adonai. Adonai means ownership, master. So when King Isaiah died, Isaiah went to the temple. He saw God in charge. God still was running stuff. When the earthly king died, let me tell you something. God will be running stuff when you die, when I die, when all God's children die. He will be running, he will be running stuff. He was running stuff before you exist, and he will continue to run stuff. God is in charge. He said, I saw the Lord Adonai running things from a throne. He was high and lifted up. Now, this is a vision. I never had a vision like this. It's tangible, 
but it's not tangible. The Bible says Isaiah saw this. I never, I, I never, I never went through this experience. Okay? He saw it. And it says in verse 2, Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two, he covered his face. Why? Because angels are created beings, and they cannot look upon God. So they cover their face. And with two, he covered his feet. Why? Their feet are covered. Because the ground in which they stand, y'all not pray with me, is holy ground. Come on now, you can talk back to me. I like when you talk back to me. The ground in which they stand is holy ground. And it says, with two, he flew. Watch this now. Face covered. Feet covered. Flying. Hovering. Like terrestrial helicopters waiting to be dispatched. You see that? I hate to damage your ego today. God don't need us. We need him. Billions of angels, that's all they're doing. God, what you want me to do? Send me, Lord. I need something to do. That's all they're doing. And look at what they're saying here in verse 3. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy. It's the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with glory. Look at the word Lord there. Uppercase L, uppercase O-R-D. You know what that means? He's talking about Jehovah. In verse 1, he talked about Adonai. Now he's talking about Jehovah, the self-existing God. Y'all didn't get that, huh? The self, in other words, he's existing all by himself. He don't need you to exist. He don't need me to exist. He's the self-existing God. Jehovah! Holy, 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 the trihagion. Holy is the Father. Holy is the Son. Holy is the Spirit. The whole earth is fill of his glory. We need to understand this God we serve. The reason why we don't give him the glory and give him the praise and give him the honor that is due to him because we don't understand him. We don't understand him. You see, God is God all by himself. And we need to understand this God is bigger than us. Moses in Exodus 33, 18, he said, God, show me your glory. As they transliterate, God said, what? He said, show me your glory. God said, Mo, you don't know what you're asking. You don't know what you're asking. If I show you my glory, you will melt like wax. I tell you what I would do. I would hide you in the cliff of the rock. And I'm going to pass by the rock. 
And I'm gonna, you're going to see the backside of me. But you can't see my face. If you see my face, you're going to melt like wax. That's the God we serve. On one occasion, he said to Mo, in Exodus 3, when he had an encounter, he said, take off your shoes. You know why he asked Moses to take off his shoes? Because the people wear sandals back then. The sandals, the, uh, the, sh- the sole of the sandals was about two inches. Moses went before God. He was two inches too high. That's why God said, take off your shoes and get level with the dust from which you came. And then I will talk to you. Moses was two inches too high. So we see in verse 4, and the foundation of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was full with smoke. Was filled with smoke. Now, why the house was filled with smoke? Well, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29 tells us, our God is a consuming fire. See, when God shows up, things happen. We need God to show up. It says the thresholds shook. They made thresholds out of wood. They had to cut down the tree. Seeing that they cut down the tree to make the threshold out of wood, God created the tree. So when he showed up, the tree did a little dance. Because let me tell you something. When history ends, it would end up at the glory of God. Some folks will praise God in hell. Well, others praise God in heaven, but everybody's going to praise God when history ends. We need to learn how to praise him right now. He said in verse 5, and I said, woe is me. Look at that word woe. That's a strong word in the Greek. It means damned to hell is me. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm done. He says, for I am lost. Now this man was a prophet. He was a preacher. He said, I'm lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord, Jehovah of hosts. I said, so you don't understand. I, I'm looking at the Lord. When you see God, God reveal your sin when you see his glory. We need people to go to Lexington who have seen the king, who had an encounter with the king. That's the only way we can make a difference in that city. Have you seen that city lately? It's battered with sin. The devil having a field day. And we sitting in church saying God, God is good all the time. All the time God is good. You better believe he's good to put up with some of us. 
You better believe he's good. We need to take this stuff to the marketplace. God will not skip the church and go to the world. He works through the church. And the church is not this building. The church is you and I. You have a message that you can share with the lost. And they're waiting for you. They're waiting. Only you can do it. When I was pastor, folks used to come to me and say, Pastor Higgs, such and such a person need to come, need to, need, need to hear the word of God. And you need to go over there. I said, what I've, what I've been preaching to you all these years? You better go take the word of God to that person. They want me to go. You need to take the word of God to the marketplace. He said, woe is me. I'm undone. Manoah, in Judges chapter 13, he said to his wife, I have seen the Lord kill me. Job, in Job chapter 42, verse 6, Job said, I've seen the Lord, therefore I repent in dust and ashes. Have you seen the Lord lately? Have you seen him? You can tell people who have seen the Lord by the way they walk with the Lord. And the reason why people are not seeing the Lord because they're not walking with the Lord. And they're not seeing him at work. We are comfortable. We're coming to church and say, preach to me, usher to me, sing to me, but don't you mess with me. We are comfortable with that. We throw money at the problem. Uh, money is good. I'll take the money. I'll take the money too. Money is good. But we need to understand that boy, that girl, that man, that woman in Lexington, they're waiting for you. And only you can do it. He says in verse 6, Then one of the seraph seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongues from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Why put this live coal on one of the most tender part of the human body. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If we can get that mouth together, our mouth go like cowbells, some of us. Just gossip, 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 gossip. We need to stop that, folks. A crowd this size? I know some of you up in here, you're living for the Lord. You love the Lord. You do anything for him. But some, again, all you want to do is come to church and leave and come to church next Sunday and leave and come to church next Sunday. That's all you do. This is not a country club. This is a church. And we need to be examples to our world. If I ask you what the vision is for this church, 
Do you really know what it is? We're supposed to be shaping this community. Are you doing it? Are you out there doing something? If you're not, you need to. He says, your sin is atoned for. Now, Isaiah's ready. In verse 8, he says, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I. Send me. He was ready. Sin purge, heart clean, mouth clean. I don't know if he was a cussing preacher, but, um, but it says he had unclean lips. But his mouth was clean. He ready to go now. Well, that's exactly what God's looking for today. People that have seen him. People that had an encounter with him. In closing, it says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellency of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Proclaim the excellency. An advertising agency will take a product. They will master a product. They will learn the ins and the outs and learn what a product could do and can't do. And they will value engineer the product before they could actually sell it to the consumer. If the product don't sell, one or two things happen. Or one or two things went wrong. It's either the product, no good, or the advertising agency, no good. Well, in Luke chapter 23, standing before his trial, Jesus standing uh, before Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate said, I find no fault in him. So the product is good. Jesus Christ is good. The problem is the advertising agency, us. We are not taking the product that is good to the marketplace. That's why when he speaks to us, we have to understand when Jesus is speaking. He uses what we call anthropomorphisms. Anthropos means man, Morpho means form. So he uses human form. God doesn't have a nose. When he said the blast of his nostril, the water part, God doesn't have a nose. God doesn't have fingers. God doesn't have arms or legs. If I tell you you have them, you do. That's why he used those things to communicate with us to make sense of what he's doing. 
We need to get busy for the Lord, folks. This task that we are looking at in Lexington, it's not going to be an easy thing. It's going to be an uphill battle because we are starting an ethnic church. Hello. Can I say it again? Ethnic church. Hello. And it's not going to be easy. So we need people that have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. And as I make my way to my seat, I want to challenge you today that you, if you're sitting in here and the Lord is tugging at your heart to join us in this endeavor as we plan something good in Lexington. I want you to join us. Maybe you need to pray about it. I want you to pray about it. Anyone here, if you're here today, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. I'll be standing to my right. You can talk to me. Maybe you know Jesus Christ, but your life is a wreck. And you need to get right with God. I, you see, when you preach, see, preaching means that I need to tell you the truth and let you know the truth. You need to get right with God. Use the steps and fall on your face before God. Take off your shoes in your mind, not literally, but take off your shoes in your mind and say, God, I'm before you. Cleanse me. Use me. Work on me. I need to be all that you want me to be. It's your time now. That's the best I can do. Let us pray.